In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, in today's gospel lesson, you heard the historical accounts of Jesus going to the town of Nain and seeing a widow whose only son had died. This poor woman not only lost her husband, but she's also suffering the unfathomable pain of burying her own child, the only one left who would take care of her. And now she awaits her own impending doom, her own death, her own funeral, knowing that she has no family left to say goodbye to or to bury her. This poor woman knows what death is. She's more acquainted with death than we are. She knows the gut-wrenching pain of losing everything she has. She knows how unstoppable and inevitable death is. She knows the sadness of a funeral. She's been through it before. She's familiar with the pain that accompanies it. And yet, you heard her still crying and weeping as if death were something unusual. As if she wasn't expecting it. As if it were still surprising. Yet no matter how familiar with death she is, she can't get used to it. I'm confident that you all know what it feels like to lose someone you love, to see the person you love die. Some of you have lost co-workers or acquaintances and good friends. Some of you know the heartbreaking pain of losing a brother or a sister. And some of you have felt the immense pain of losing a spouse. And yet some of you know the indescribable and undefinable sorrow and anguish of losing your own child. You've all seen death more than you asked for, more than you wanted, and you know the agony and the torment of it. Even more, you not only see death in your own life, but also all around you. You see school shootings and bombings and genocide and tragic accidents left and right. Every day there's a story of someone dying or being killed or being murdered. And the truth is that we're still not used to it either. I mean, we become desensitized to it because of how much we see it and how much we hear of it. But it never stops being sad, unusual or surprising and miserable. Even more, not only do we see the death with our loved ones and those in the world, but we also see and experience and feel our own death, the death in ourselves. No one person is closer to death than another. Remember that. We're all equally close to death. The newborn baby is as close to death as the oldest person alive. We know that our days are numbered and we know that this life is short. So, what's going on? Death is the most common, most ordinary, most usual thing in this world. Everything, everything dies. Plants, animals, humans, entire planets. is the one thing every single person that has lived, that now lives, that will ever live, has in common with each other. No matter your social status, your bank account, your age, your race, your success, your history, 
your reputation or your career, we all die. Death is the least surprising thing on the face of this planet. And yet death feels unnatural. Life feels natural. This is what it feels like. This is what's normal. But not death. No one knows what to do or say or how to act at the time of death. We just break down and weep because we cannot even speak. So why is it that no one in the history of the world has ever gotten used to death to the point that he doesn't weep when it happens? Why is it that no matter how many times we've seen it, our eyes continue to shed tears? Why is it that no matter how many songs or movies and books we read about death, it still is something that is so foreign and unfamiliar to us? Why is it that the most common thing in life is the one thing that's impossible to get used to? The answer as to why we can't get used to death is because we were never supposed to die. Sure, we die now. But that's a result of our inherited sin and our actual disobedience. The wages of sin is death. You see so many attempts and so much effort spent for technology and science to cheat death, to attempt to live forever. But it will never happen this way. Man will never escape death. Human beings will never solve the issue of death because they cannot solve the issue of sin. Those who sin die. And all who have died, sinned. Death sought the children of Adam because of their sin, and death has the rightful claim over us as he forcefully collects his due. Death has collected the bodies of millions upon billions for millennia as generation after generation die and return to the dust. But it wasn't supposed to be this way. God created us to live forever. And this is why no creature can get used to death. Ecclesiastes 3.11 puts it this way. It says, God has put eternity into man's heart. This is why our hearts grieve and mourn at the sight of death. Death is always tragic no matter what age it comes. In fact, think of it this way. Every death is an early and untimely death because even a hundred years of life is still a blink of an eye compared to forever. God created our eyes never to see death. He created our ears never to hear someone weeping or mourning. He created our mouths to never stop singing His praise and His glory. This is why our hearts long to live forever. Our bodies were never made to say goodbye. We were made in the image of God who is eternal. This is why every human being weeps at the thought of death in the moment of death and the pain and the anguish of it. In fact, even those who don't believe in eternal life still long for it. They still want it. They're still broken when death is at their door. And they yearn for an end to their sadness. Just like that poor widow who was burying her only son was weeping, we still weep when death claims those we love. And dear saints, I know you can't get used to death. None of us can. None of us will. Don't try. 
No matter how long you've been a Christian, you can't get used to the fact that your loved ones have died and that you too will one day let go of everything you have and have to say goodbye to everyone you love and everything you've ever owned. You cannot get used to death. But dear saints, don't. You can't get used to death. And this is why Jesus has arranged it so that you don't have to. This is why God, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. This is why Christ was crucified, why he suffered, why he was buried, why he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. When Jesus saw and set his eyes on that poor widow, he had compassion on her. And the same compassion he had on her, he has on each and every one of you. Christ willingly took upon himself the punishment for all of our sins. For every sin in this world, the death that we deserve, the weight of damnation, all in order to bless you with salvation. The one who cannot die, died for us. So that we who cannot live forever would live forever with him. Christ came to forgive you all of your sins so that death could no longer have claim over you. He joined himself to you in your grave so that you would join him in his resurrection. And in this way, Christ came to be the end of the end. He came to be the sorrow of sorrow, to be the death of death. And just as he told that dead man's lifeless corpse arise, so too he's going to do to each one of you who die trusting in him. So don't get used to death. Don't even try. Mourn, but don't mourn like those who have no hope. You can still cry. Our dear Lord, the author and giver of life himself, wept at the death of his own friend Lazarus, even though he knew he would resurrect him, because death still hurts, but in Christ, death cannot harm us. Weeping is a good work. It's a good work to weep at the death of those we love. In fact, in the original Greek for the text today, Jesus doesn't tell the widow, do not weep. In fact, he says, stop crying. And there's a difference. He's not giving us the command to never weep, that it's wrong to weep at death. He's telling her in that very moment, for that specific instance, stop crying. Because he's about to put breath back in the boy's lungs, blood back in his heart, and his soul back in his body. So yes, we can still weep at death and at funerals, but we weep knowing that Christ will one day wipe away our every tear by doing the same thing he did for that widow and for that boy. Even though weeping may tarry for the night, he promised joy comes in the morning. So don't get used to death, but don't avoid the conversation of it either. Because you have the promise of the resurrection. And don't minimize death like the unbelieving world does, don't befriend death or read worldly things that romanticize this curse and say how good death is. Remember, death is still the enemy. But remember even more that Christ is death's enemy and that Christ is stronger than death. Don't say that death is a part of life. It's not. You were made to live forever. And that's what Christ has come to give you. 
When you die, don't call it a celebration of life. Call it what it is, a a Christian funeral, knowing full well that Christ will be there to comfort those who mourn as he was at today's funeral. Treat your own body and the body of your loved ones with the utmost respect and dignity and reverence while you bury them in the ground because that body that was created by God was redeemed by Christ and will resurrect on the final day. Whatever you do, don't make the funeral of you or your loved ones about you or your loved ones. Make your funeral your last, loud, resounding confession of faith that rings in the ears of your children and your children's children. Make your life, your death, and your funeral be about Jesus and everything he has done for you. Make your pastor unabashedly preach everything Christ did for you on the cross and make the preaching of the cross shine and outshine everything you've ever done, all the things you've ever accomplished, all the volunteering you volunteered, all the giving you gave, all the offering you offered. Make it a point that Jesus is the most dominant and memorable thing about your funeral and do it as a final confession and profession of faith, as a proclamation of the gospel to those who hear it so that they may mourn with hope. Arrange it so that your funeral confesses Christ in all of his power, all of his glory, all of his majesty, all of his unsearchable, abounding, and undying love for you. Make your pastor preach how it was Christ and Christ alone who purchased and won you from sin, death, and the devil. That it was his decision to bless you with salvation and that there was nothing you could have done to contribute to your own salvation. Make it so that there's no question left in anyone's mind that you were baptized into Christ. That you believed every word of the scriptures. That you threw yourself at your knees to receive his very body and blood for your forgiveness each and every week. Sing hymns that preach Christ and him crucified and resurrected. And point everyone in the entire world to the Lamb of God who takes away their sins. And teach them to put their trust and hope and confidence in him. So dear saints, you cannot get used to death, but you won't get used to it because Christ won't allow you. Death is temporary. It's passing away that will pass away. Death has an expiration date and that day is the final day. The day when Christ will come to judge the living and the dead. On that day, Christ will call you out of the tomb and invite you to one last funeral. He will invite you to the funeral of all funerals, the funeral of death itself. On that day, he will call you out from the grave and he will take those who trusted in him to live with him forever. And there you will watch sin and death and hell and damnation and sickness and sadness and depression and mourning and weeping and all anxiety and worrying be lowered to its grave and be buried never to be seen again. You will watch as Christ shuts the lid to death's tomb and seals it there forever. And then you will see your Redeemer who lives, stand upon the earth, and in your flesh that was once destroyed, you will see God. And you will see him for yourself with your own eyes, the eyes that you're using to see right now. Those eyes will see him. 
and you in your body will be with Christ and you in your body will be with one another and all those who have trusted in Christ even when dying will live forever without weeping or mourning or fear of death. Death's days are numbered. If God is for you, who can be against you? Can anything separate you from the love of Christ? Where is death's victory? Where is death's sting? You have Christ who conquered sin in the grave and Christ has you. And you're his forever. And on that day he will raise you from the dead. And he will cover you with a weight of unending, undying glory that you can never get used to. A joy that you will never stop surprising you. A bliss that you will not outlive, that will never end. So dear saints, don't get used to death. Amen. Hear the words of this hymn. Christ soon will come death's certain day with all its pain and sadness. But since you took my sin away, I can depart with gladness. And for the joys I leave behind in you, my Savior, I will find the life that will not leave me. Baptized into your death, I claim your righteous resurrection. Since you put on my heart your name that holds death in subjection, which I will see with my own eyes when you appear in heaven's skies to swallow death forever. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.